Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's a Thursday here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man Tom Rowe and your boy Roy White. And Tom, if you're riled up on the Cowboys after this past week, uh, we would all forgive you because that was a dismantling at the hands yeah. of the Buffalo Bills. On the road, the Cowboys looked as if they had zero answers for a Buffalo team that seemed to be able to pull all of the right levers, Tom, as they looked like yeah, they it was, could do no yeah, wrong. It, yeah, it, it wasn't that the Cowboys didn't look like they had no answers. They had no answers. Uh, it was – if you look at the flow of the game, there were a couple of mistakes early on that kind of really set things in motion. Uh, you know, there was the penalty on the almost blocked punt. Uh, you know, and just a couple other things that happened early on. There was the fumble that didn't get challenged that sh- should have been. Uh, had either of those uh, gone the other way, it might have changed the flow of the game. But as it was, Buffalo had found something that worked attacking with the running game. And the Cowboys just didn't have the ability to even slow James Cook down. It was ridiculous how how much he ran. And as was noted, some people may have blamed that on Mozzie Smith or, you know, counted about Jonathan Hankins not being there. But 80% of his stuff was done to the outside. He was, he was getting to the edge and beating the Cowboys in the second level. So, you know, it wasn't just some issues on the line. I think the way they decided to not address linebacker may have come back to haunt them a little bit. So, yeah. And then let's just face it. Dak Prescott had one of his worst games uh, of the season, Uh, had a pick at least two other balls that should have been intercepted. Uh, He was just not on, which seems to happen to him periodically. And it's just a matter of hoping it, doesn't happen at the wrong moment so now we have to cross our fingers and hope it doesn't happen again uh before they get done with the postseason yeah i mean it, look it was one of those games where it seems like when the cowboys lose it's an entire team effort everybody's involved and has a small piece in it for Dak's part the misses early on he had brandon cooks on a touchdown it seemed like granted uh, in review of the all 22 tape, the wind was blowing in that direction, might have pushed the ball out further than Dak Prescott intended it to be. But either way, right, enough of a step that you expect your quarterback to to hit that throw. And when the Bills came out and 
seemed to unlock every issue that the Cowboys have had up to this point defensively this season. They scored touchdowns on three of their first four, four possessions, Tom. And when you're down 21 to three early, like that completely changes the complexity of even how you can approach the game from that point on. That's the position they found themselves in, right? Three possessions in and they're down 21 to three. Granted, offense didn't do their part, right? Missed some shots, should have held up a little bit better. Definitely looked lost when they didn't have Zach Martin in there. And we'll get to that yeah. in just a second is how that will affect them in this next game. But it was one of those games where you have to look in the mirror, do a little soul searching. And everyone on this team, from Mike McCarthy to Dan Quinn to Dak Prescott to the wide receiver group to the defensive line to the entire defensive unit, they all have questions that need to be answered after that game. Yeah. Um, I, especially, yeah, the line play fell off. And I can – I remember there was a series where the Cowboys went three and out on three consecutive Prescott in, incompletions. Uh, it just, you know, it, like I said, he, he just, he was not having a good day. Uh, and that just was, was a game that, you know, hopefully they'll turn it around, but that, that just, it just keeps all of the doubts alive. You know, they played a good team on the road and got shellacked. 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 Uh, shellacked. You know, shellacked. Yeah. <laughs> I could. It, I could. Well, just, you're, I mean, you're right, though. It like drums up all those old feelings. In fact, feelings that probably some Cowboys fans, certainly Cowboys fans that are in my group text messaging, Tom, have this opinion and feeling that, hey, it doesn't matter what they do up to this point, they're going to drop when it comes to facing quality opponents. And, you know, as excited as I've been and as supportive as, I, of, as I've been of Dak Prescott and this Cowboys team, hey, look, there's a monster staring down the road at you in the San Francisco 49ers that ultimately, like, in a neutral setting, the Cowboys are probably going to be underdogs against, right? I say probably, yeah. undoubtedly are going to be underdogs against that being said, right. You can only do what you can do in the moment that you can do it. And for now, the Cowboys take on a Miami Dolphins team that are arguably as, as hot as any team in the NFL. So a true test, I think still awaits the Cowboys an opportunity to get back on the horse, if you will, and instill some faith in a fan base that understandably has been very jaded by the results of seasons past and doesn't want to get their hopes up, Tom, on the fact, uh, you know, on the chance that, like, the odds are not in our favor. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge because they talk about somebody giving you the blueprint to beat a team. Well, it's hard to not see how the Dolphins aren't looking at the video of the Bills game and thinking, okay, we're going to run Raheem Mostert at them and, you know, make them stop him because they have a very good rushing attack. I think Mostert is the the third most productive back in the league right now. Scoring Uh, machine as well, 20 touchdowns on the season. Yeah. And Tua uh, is 
you know, forgive me. I'm, I just I always get tangled up trying to say his name. He is, you know, doing quite well. And I would not be surprised to see Tariq Hill get back on the field this game, coming back from injury. Then whew, you've got a double barreled problem, just like they had facing Josh Allen. Of course, again, it's the Bills. Josh Allen just kind of handed the ball off a lot and ran, you know. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I saw one of the first, like, just as a quick off note, I, I saw, uh, I think it was with Sean McCoy, do an excerpt about how Dak Prescott does, got to sit there and watch how an MVP quarterback actually played on the other side. And I thought to myself, did he even watch the game? Josh Allen didn't have to do anything. He even said after the game, he felt like the kid who got the A on a group project and didn't have to do a thing. He threw for 95 yards in that game. Yes, yeah. he threw for two touchdowns. He didn't have to do a thing because the Bills were able to get whatever they wanted. And as you mentioned, for a Miami Dolphins team that has run the ball well this year, for a Miami Dolphins team that I would argue has – scarier weapons on the outside than what the Buffalo Bills came to the table with and a more consistent offensive attack than what the Buffalo Bills have come to the ta- came to the table with. It's really hard to envision a world where the Cowboys don't struggle on Sunday. Yeah, it, it kind of comes back around to they're going to have to try to win a shootout. And now, you know, we're sitting here sweating uh, – Zach Martin, who uh, sat out practice along with Tyron Smith. So we're back. You know, we had the middle of the season where the offensive line was healthy. Now we're back to where we were at the start of the season where we're not sure who's going to show up to play. Uh, you know, uh, TJ Bass came in and just was not effective. You suddenly had Prescott just getting pressure all over the place. He got three sacks. I think it was contributing a great deal to some of his inaccuracy that they were in his face all the time. And, you know, that's going to affect the running game. The running game actually had the Cowboys not falling so far behind. It looked like they were going to have a a good day running. Uh, Tony Pollard looked to be carrying the ball pretty well, but that was just taken out of the play because they were behind so much and had to throw to catch up. Um, But that's not going to help them so much in a shootout unless they can just have extended drives and score. And yeah, right now it's just that's just a huge question mark if they can do that. And if they're dealing with one or two backups on the O line, yeah, this is this is just going to be a very tough game, I think, for them to to try to do that in. Uh, You know, it's kind of going to have to be. They're going to have to show us that there's they've got more resilience and substance than we would worry about them having. And I, you know, it's it's really hard to get overly optimistic about this. Yeah, this is a Miami Dolphins team, too, by the way, that defensively, like, kind of plays the type of game that the Cowboys do, right? The Cowboys ideally want to get up early to force their opponents into a position where they have to drop back, throw the ball, so the Cowboys can pin their ears back and take advantage on the pass rush. What we've seen in the games that the Cowboys have struggled defensively and offensively, but 
primarily defensively, is in those games, they're not getting ahead early. The teams are in the game and willing and able to be in a position to run the ball, and they're doing so effectively. Now, yeah, a lot of it's coming to the outsides, and that's another aspect of it that I don't know if the Cowboys can improve upon, right? I don't really see a way forward how the Cowboys can really address this. So the only solution, the only way the Cowboys can put themselves in a position where their defensive game plan is going to be effective is if they score early and if they score often. Uh, The Dolphins are the same way. They've put so much pressure on teams that as of this moment time, I think they're averaging less than 90 yards allowed from a rushing standpoint per game. That's not just because their run defense is amazing. That's because they put so much pressure on teams offensively with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, primarily Tyreek Hill, right? I don't know if you saw – I know you're not a betting man or following the betting lines, but that line for the Miami Dolphins changed by six points with the announcement that Tyreek Hill was not able to go. That is an unfathomable line change to take place for a player – that is a non-quarterback. That does not happen for a line to change to that degree. So to me, the fact that Tyreek Hill is back on track to play this weekend, that is scary beyond belief because what they can do with him and his speed, it's unparalleled in the NFL. Yeah, uh, he is, he speed kills, and he, he will kill you. Uh, it's, you know... I mean, Tagovailoa, I said that wrong probably, but he he does throw some picks. Maybe they'll actually benefit if he's throwing the ball and they can snag one. I I don't know. But, you know, you feel like you're kind of grasping at straws because you can't depend on a turnover. Uh, You just have to figure out how to stop them and how do you stop Tyreek Hill. I don't know they've got anybody that can run with him. So you're going to have to drop back and play deep, and that lets them tear you up underneath where get him the ball with a little space, and he'll still go the distance sometimes because he's just so fast. He can, out, he can outrun and, and juke players, and it's just – it's really – you know, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of being Debbie Downers here, but how else do you look at a game like this, really? Look, I, I, I'll be honest. I have a man crush on Mike McDaniel the way that he draws up plays and the subtle things that he's done to the game and to his game plan that he's brought just within the past couple of years alone. I'll give you an example of what they do specifically with Tyreek Hill that you may see on Sunday. And it, it really is why you almost look at it and go, why haven't other teams been doing this for so long? It makes so much sense to do it this way. And yet they don't do it. So we know how much preset snap motion has been valuable to the Cowboys. And in fact, we saw right in this game against the Bills, this was the second lowest pre-snap motion game that they played, right, outside of the San Francisco 49ers game. And it was also the game in which they ran the lowest play action plays, right? Also San Francisco along that front, right? Those two things alone do cause stress on defenses. But one thing that teams typically do when it comes to motion, they'll run a guy from one side of the field to the other, or they'll run him across 
from the outside to the inside to be in line with the offensive line, and then they'll call the play. What Mike McDaniel will do with with the Dolphins, think of a bunch formation, right? And then take the guy on the outside of that bunch and move him five feet to the left. That's how they will start the play. They will move Tyreek Hill in motion, basically motioning into that bunch formation, causing the defense to have to communicate. But the problem is they're not doing a run across the line type of motion where the defense has two or three seconds to make that communication. They're not doing an outside to inside motion where the defense has a second or two to make that communication. They're running a motion that Tyreek Hill is literally going from zero to 60 in a second and a half, and then they're snapping the play and your defense has to adjust. And this is something that, again, seems subtle, seems like why haven't teams been doing this before? And already teams are utilizing it around the NFL because it's a copycat league. But I promise you, watch for this play. Watch for this type of of motion and movement pre-snap that Mike McDaniels brings to the play because I promise you it causes chaos. And I, I'm deathly afraid of what that will do to the Cowboys secondary. Yeah, it's it's worrisome. Uh, you know, how do you match up with the speed? And and then, you know, if they get if they start hitting them with the the, the pass plays, that's gonna wind up opening up that ground game. And then we're right back into the same kind of an issue that they, they had against the Bills. And uh, you know, it's we're really going to have to kind of question what's going on if we see the defense look as lost as it did last week. Uh, it's like was it just only... a size issue though? Like, did they just get bully balled? Because that's the part where I they've been living off this playing Marquise Bell, you know, converted safety to linebacker. They've been living in this world, right? And it's worked. Because they've played a lot of teams that haven't been able to keep up with them offensively, Tom. Yeah. Is this the end of the road of the Marquise Bell experiment to being the solution? Do they need to find another well, solution I, it's, at linebacker? Yeah, I just – I don't know what they're going to find at this point uh, in the season. Uh, there's not a whole lot out there to work with. Uh you know, they kind of, it's not an experiment anymore. It's what they got to roll with the rest of the way, actually. You know, there's there's not a whole lot else they can do at this point. Uh, I think just what it's shown is that the Cowboys have unfortunately built themselves to that one template of where they go down, score points, and then the defense just harasses the other team who's passing, trying to catch up. When they can't do that, they just don't seem to have the right personnel the right structure and as i said it may be as much the linebackers as anything else which you know they they got away with it and that may be a case of where uh quinn's ability to adjust and make do actually wound up hurting them in the long run because now they're going to have to just try to make it work against teams that really threaten it yeah we're too Uh, deep you know yeah, and and you've also got you know you've got and then you got the the other little things you know like we always we all know the woes that the Cowboys are having on the road, and they're going to play on natural grass. They do not play well on natural grass for whatever reason. 
As Danny Phantom pointed out, they're 0-3 this year on uh, on natural grass, and counting last year, they're two and eight. They just don't see they are they seem to be a team that's built to run on turf. And so now they've got to fight that issue. Uh, you know, at least they don't have any weather concerns. It's supposed to be like mid-70s and cloudy, so it should be no problem there, but it just there's a whole lot stacking up here. The o- the only thing that we can maybe hope for is you know remember how the team bounced back after the 49ers. Uh, they didn't have someone in the caliber of the Miami Dolphins that they could bounce back against, but they did bounce back. Now maybe they can at least come back enough that this will be a competitive game. They'll be able to maybe stay close enough. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, hate to say this, but I would take a little encouragement if they just lost a close, if they kept it within one score, even if they lost, I would at least feel that it's not hopeless. Uh, but it's not, it's still not a good sign. It right now feels too much like having won the the, the ticket to get to the playoffs, at least as a wild card, before they ever played the Bills. Now, now they're kind of backing in, and that usually does not play out well when you back in playoffs like that, when you, you have a bunch of losses and just barely kind of get in on your momentum from earlier in the season. Uh you know, uh, and then they've got, you know, they got one more chance to prove they can be the winning team, albeit at home when the Detroit Lions come. But right now they need to focus on what can they do with this game? They they need something more against the Dolphins. They need to get some offensive rhythm going, which, again, if they've got a makeshift offensive line, they're probably not going to be able to go to many five and seven-step drops. Prescott's going to be after making a read and, and decide. Uh, you know, I, I get rid of the ball, um, maybe a lot of throwaways, which is not helpful in any shape, form, or fashion. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm lacking any good answers here to, to offer because this is not, there's not a whole lot when you sit down and look at this as you point to as a positive. Well, look, and everything looks like it's going against them. Uh, that is the NFL for you, right? It's a week to week league and, you can look dreadful one week and you can look like you're up to beat anybody the next. That's how it goes. Unfortunately, though, with the way that the Cowboys schedule plays out, this is their last real test to figure it out for what is likely going to be the road they're going to face on the playoffs and not just the road in terms of competitiveness, the road, the literal, the literal road, they're likely yeah. going to be on the road. And the yeah, problems that they've had on the road, their inability to utilize motion, their inability to utilize pre-snap, you know, movement and, and and also play action, right? I don't know how much of that is communication in hostile environments that's preventing them from getting on the same page and doing those types of things, Tom. But if they can't figure it about out against Miami, well, I'm sorry, like even if they go out and blow out the Detroit Lions, that won't make a hillbilly's bit of difference to me. Because in the end, that's what they're doing at home. And they're going to have to go on the road if they're going to send any type of message that this team in 2023 
is anything different than what we've seen from this Cowboys organization over the past two decades. And that's perhaps yeah, unfair. I, I, to I, I will say is a little, huh? I, I will say it's one to little thing. Down to uh, it, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It, the, 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 uh, the situation they face though, is if they can win this game, if they could somehow win this game, are the the Eagles might be imploding a little bit. Uh, uh, I mean, all right, look, let me be the one to put a damper on this, okay? I'm okay. sorry. And if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, Tom, I'll I'll do some type of bet payoff. I will gladly do that because I'm telling you, all right? <laughs> no bet, as they man. Look it's okay. Against like Seahawks and, you know, the Niners and the Bills and all that like they get to play the Giants twice. This is an org- This is a team that cannot throw the ball. How do you hurt the Philadelphia Eagles? You throw the ball. If you cannot do that, they can still rush the passer. They can shut down your run game to a degree. They're not going to have a problem, in my mind, they're not going to have a problem dispatching the Philadelphia Eagles. Perhaps the Arizona Cardinals, if they get up for it, right, they could give them some trouble. But the hope that the Cowboys could be in that position, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've already dismissed it. I've already dismissed it. The likelihood is that they'll be in the fifth seed. Okay. That's the overwhelming majority probability. They blew their opportunity by not beating the Bills, Tom. They blew their opportunity yeah. really by not beating the Cardinals back way back when. We all knew it at the time, yeah. and we said it at the time, and it sucks that it's come to fruition that that game will ultimately play out as a fulcrum as to why they don't have home field advantage. But it will. And – yeah, that's you, you've got you've got a perfectly valid point, and, and yeah, I'm I am pretty much fully expecting that that's going to be the fifth seed for the Cowboys. I, it's there just doesn't seem to be much like, way to climb it. out of it. Like, darn it! Yeah, but you know, because they just you know, I would at least like them to win, and you know, show that they're capable it's like you said there's just so many implications on how they perform in this game uh that's why i said that if they at least could keep it close maybe we could kindle a little help they can find a little extra spark especially you know if they open up against uh the uh nfc south but the tampa bay buccaneers are looking pretty hot right now uh, and, and starting to come on and show a little bit of something. So I'm not even sure that is a game that they're going to be really looking forward to going to play on the road because I think that's another grass field. And just, you know, yeah, this is not a this is not a comfy place to be. I hope we have to eat some crow <laughs> next oh, week. I really I'm do. I'm for it. I'm hungry for it. I'm starving for crow. Please. Yeah. Like, but, please, make me eat it. But. At the moment, Tom, going on the road against the Miami Dolphins, the highest scoring team in the NFL, 31.5 points per game. And by the way, they don't have nearly as many defensive touchdowns as the Cowboys do. Mm -hmm. They're doing that primarily through the offense. Oh, by the way, they had a game without their best offensive weapon in Tyreek Hill and still are the highest scoring offense in the NFL. It's a daunting task that the Cowboys, that Dan Quinn, that Mike McCarthy are up against on Sunday. And 
boy, I hope they're up for it. I really hope they are. And I hope there's someone else on the defense that will come along with Micah Parsons because, you know, unfortunately, like, his MV, his defensive player of the year stock, right? I mean, no, everybody's talking about Dak Prescott and MVP and all this, but Micah Parsons has basically completely disappeared from the MVP, uh, the defensive MVP conversation, right? Defensive player of the year conversation. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? He's out of that. Yeah, I just unless he just were to explode the pat the last three games and get himself back into it, uh, but you know. You know, people aren't, you know, he's not even the, the top player talked about on the Cowboys because Deron Bland has done, you know, what Deron Bland has done is such a phenomenal achievement for the number of pick sixes he's had that yeah. I think that's going to carry more weight anyway. And, and he still is likely to not get it if the Cowboys stumble the rest of the way through the season. Oh, it stinks that so much of it comes down to like the final three weeks of the season. And yet this is how the NFL wants it to be set up, right? This is how yeah. they draw it up at the beginning of the season in hopes that, Hey, everybody's right around the same record or the, the best teams are gunning it out for the last couple of weeks. And look, uh, the Cowboys have an opportunity, right? Although it is a slim one, against the Miami Dolphins, at home against the Detroit Lions, and finally on the road against the Washington Commanders. As you said, Philly, Philly uh, gets to play the Giants twice. They get Arizona as well. Much more unlikely that they wind up losing one of those. But the way they're playing, I suppose anything's possible on that front. Uh, any final thoughts on this matchup, Tom, or uh, how we're seeing it play out? I mean, again, we're not trying to be doom and gloom, but – this Dolphins team scares the dickens out of me. And while I think the Cowboys can compete, uh, there's a lot of areas where I give the Dolphins an advantage. Yeah, and it's, it's a game where I think we're going to know quite early, I think, how it's going to go, just like we saw against the Bills. Yeah, uh, it's you know It's either going to be – really bad news or the Cowboys are going to show they can put up a fight to the end. One or the other. I do not see the Cowboys jumping out to a big lead in this one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I could put up with 60 minutes if the Cowboys jump out to a big lead of it. I don't know if I could put up with another 60 minutes of what they did against Buffalo. So yeah. that's the way that it goes. You're going to have to clue me in on how the rest of that game went. Tom, because <laughs> it yeah, I, I, I watch it all because I write the recap every. Oh, week, I so. know we have to. I mean, hey, I'm I'm joking around, of course. You and I uh, watch these things multiple times over in most cases, but the frustrating part is that, yeah, um, you know, I had to waste an entire Sunday afternoon watching that <laughs> horrendous, yeah. atrocious performance. So, with that, he's Tom. I'm Roy. You guys stay riled up on the Cowboys. Let us know what you think about the Cowboys' chances against the Miami Dolphins. Perhaps you're confident about it, and we'd love to hear from you. If you are, maybe you can inspire us a little bit uh, to get off our uh, our uh, high horses as we got knocked down to the ground by that Buffalo Bills loss. But for Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday. <laughs>